This is Unclaimed Bands, episode 33. Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Tonight we're coming to you with Love Betty from Pittsburgh. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Excellent, excellent. I'm, what I'm going to ask you to do is just go left to right here and just tell us who you are and a little about yourself. Uh, my name is Alexandra Naples. Um, I'm the lead singer and keyboardist for Love Betty. Uh, my name's CT. Uh, I do guitar and background vocals. Love Betty. Larry Schotter, drums and percussion. Dan Mulcain, I play bass. Sweet, sweet. Okay, first question, guys. How did the band come together? Um, we started as an acoustic duo in like 2006, yeah. I think it was. Um, and then we did that for a while, we had fun with it, but people kept saying, oh, you guys need to be a band, you need to get some other members, blah, blah, blah. So um, we went through a few members until we found these guys, but um, it's been going full force ever since then. I think uh, Larry, you've been in the band for two years. Mm-hmm. And Dan for three years. Yeah. 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 You know, as we started out as an acoustic duo, but, uh, you know, it took until we got a hold of these guys and got them in the band until, you know, our sound really developed into the rock, funk, you know, soul sound you kind of hear now. All right. So after this, I got to ask you now, where does the name Love Betty come from? <laughs> it's a secret. It's a myth, really. Myth? Secret? Myth. Yeah. yeah. It's like a kind of an inner band joke kind of story that... Legend. We like to keep Legend, it for ourselves. If you will. Okay. Going to reveal when you guys win your first Grammy, right? That's what you're going to do? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe Excellent. that'll be in our acceptance Excellent. speech. It's in a vault somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Going through your website, I noticed that you guys are described as the pioneers of Swagger Rock. Can you tell us what that is before we listen to it? What's your idea of it? Sure. Um, everybody used to ask us, oh, what do you guys sound like? And I was like, well, uh, it's hard to explain. We're rock, we're pop, we're funky, we're uh, soulful, kind of jazzy. So we decided just to come up with our own kind of... Uh... Genre. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is, you know. <laughs> so now we just, oh, we're swagger rock. What's that? Well, just listen and find out, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a couple people who said, you know, like, oh, your sound's got swagger, you know. And we were kind of, originally we were like, what does that mean, you know. But, uh, you know, as it came to be, you know, we realized that, like, Kind of the one of the criteria when we're writing music is for it to be like kind of have a funk, you know, like a rhythm to it, you know, something that you can move to, and I think that's you know where we got swagger rock out of it. Okay, great. I mean, I enjoy it. I saw you at Dewey Beach and just fell in love with the band right away. Oh, thank you. You know, so much. I mean, it's just incredible. And unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get a chance to do this interview before, but you know, at least we're here now. Yeah. So you know, your EP, The Red Door. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to work with. Uh, it was produced by James. Right, oh, it's Jim right? Wirt. Jim Wirt. Yeah. Oh, okay, saw James on one side. Yeah. Jim Wirt. Sorry, Jim. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> can you, uh, you know, can you tell us? I mean, after after he's worked with bands like uh, or live Fiona Apple, um, you know, Incubus. How did that change the way you you approached recording music? Uh, very no nonsense, yet a lot of fun. Um, knowing when to play, when to lay back. Building songs on top of everything, you know, mm-hmm. layering the parts together, making sure that every part's cohesive in the song. I'd say that was that was the majority of it, you know. Yeah, I think also like uh, Jim Ward, you know, um, being that he's had you know the history he has. I mean, he's he's very much a perfectionist, and I think that 
you know, uh, bled over into what we do. You know, he, I mean, we must have tuned every note that was produced on that CD every single time in between. And, you know, he just made sure that everything was absolutely perfect. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that for us that learned, you know, that taught us kind of mm -hmm. like a little more of what it's like to be a professional. You know, you, if you're going to be that serious, you better make sure you're 100% all the time. That's and that, tra that transfers over live as well. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it changed, changed yeah, a lot of the way you our live, live show. shows. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to talk about some of your songs, okay, before we listen to them. So for uh, Red Roses and uh, Are You Out There, uh, which we're going to hear during the show, can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration and how, the, how those songs came about, specifically the lyrics, because they seem to be very, very different in, in a good way, okay, in a very good way. But it, it shows that, for me, it shows the dynamic of your band and how diverse you really are. Um, well, Red Roses is, um, I was, I was friends with a girl who kind of always let a guy can like take advantage of her and, you know, no matter all the things that he did, he would just say, oh, I love you, you know, do something, one nice thing for her, it seemed to make up for all the horrible things that he did, you mm -hmm. know, that she refused to see. And, um, so I kind of wanted to make like an anthem for girls to say like, come on, you know, like just because he's buying you roses doesn't make him any less of a jerk. <laughs> so I wanted to make it okay. fun, you know, so I, a couple people have heard it, oh, it's a nice love song. I'm like, are you kidding? It's the opposite <laughs> of a love song. There's nothing romantic about it, you know, um, but it's a fun song. And it was just kind of like me in the heat of the moment being upset for her and her choices and um, not wanting to see other people make that same choice. Mm -hmm. um, and then Are You Out There um, is a song that I wrote about my grandmother. Um, who passed away a long time ago, and um, she was, I was closer to her than anyone else in the world, like, you know, she was, I was close to her as I was to my own mother, and um, she was such a special person to me, and I always wanted to write something to commemorate her, and to, um, you know, just say to her, like, hey, I, I love you, I know you're out there with me, mm -hmm. and, um, and I know a lot of other people have people like that, that, you know, so it's a song that I think a lot of people can connect to, losing someone that they love and hoping that they're around them. Is oh, still. yeah, it's, it's a beautiful song. It really is. Thank you. You know, now just out of curiosity, in the songwriting process, how do you how do you work that? I mean, does the band does the band come to you with music? Do you guys work the music first or the lyrics first, or is it a combination? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a combination. Um, those ones in particular, I kind of just came up with. The idea for the song and then I work on like kind of like a skeleton of it mm -hmm. and then we all get together and everybody has their ideas and we kind of go back and forth it's kind of like a democracy of songwriting yeah we all kind of throw in our own part um, you know sometimes you know the idea will start from just a vocal pattern or sometimes it'll start from like a lyric or sometimes it's a riff that like you know like uh, you know somebody Dan will slap the bass or <laughs> you know Larry will kick off like a you know nasty beat and then uh, we'll build on the song and then create it into something from there or mm -hmm. you know it's just kind of whichever direction we come from you know we just go from there yeah excellent excellent hey you know what let's take a take a break here and listen to one of your songs uh, what are we gonna hear uh, this is Red Roses. Okay, you're going to hear Red Roses by Love Betty. Red, red roses. Red, red roses. Red, red roses. I
You just heard Red Roses by Love Betty. Where can people find your music at? You can check us out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and you can buy our songs on iTunes. Okay, so people, you know where to get it, go buy it. This is great. So, kind of a fun question for you all right now. First CD, record, or cassette you've ever purchased? Um, I was really hugely into, like, 60s music. Um, so I used to, like, buy all kinds of, like, mixed CDs with, like, you name it. Like, um, Strawberry Alarm Clock or all kinds of weird stuff on there. That was, like, my thing, you know? So I think one of those was probably my first CD. I had, like, I had, like 50 of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was, uh... Straight up grunge kid, <laughs> you know. I I really wasn't into music until that era, and then uh, I wouldn't say it was the first uh, record I bought, but I had a friend who you know lent me um, Nirvana's Nevermind, and I I definitely never gave it back to him. Um, and I, <laughs> okay, you know, so the pick- first record you stole, right? Right, yeah. first record I stole, you know, and I picked it up, and uh, you know, I I got a guitar, and you know, started singing probably within the month, you know, and uh, been like that ever since. Cool, cool. Let's say uh, Rush, Exit Stage Left. Good record. It was the actual album, um, and I lost it. It was actually on tape at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually rebought that about two months ago. And yes, I said bought, not downloaded. <laughs> I bought the album. Bought the album. All right. Well, my first 45, <laughs> 45. was uh, The Rainbow Connection. By Kermit the Frog. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then I got uh, my first album would be Michael Jackson Thriller. Nice. And my first cassette would be Prince Purple Rain. Yeah. And my first CDs, I bought them the same day. Uh, Pro Jam 10 and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood what Sugar, Sex Magic. from Kermit. Yeah. See the evolution there, right? Yep. <laughs> Kermit was funky. Yeah, Kermit is funky. You guys tour very frequently. So, you know, a lot of bands don't usually, but you guys really do. And- what do you love and what do you hate about touring? <laughs> you start. It's fun. Um, touring with these guys is an amazing experience. Living within 10 feet of three other people for a month at a time, you learn a lot. <laughs> so you much. learn what buttons to push, you learn which buttons not to push, and... And you still push them anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. We do. But no, we, we have a blast on the road. I mean, I really think I can speak on everyone's behalf. We, we thoroughly enjoy doing it because once you get on that stage, there is no feeling quite like it. Mm. And experience in the different cities and mm. uh, eating there. I like sampling foods in different places. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think, like, uh, being on the road, you know, like... I think it'd be a little different if it was any any different of a group, but uh, we we all really get along. I mean, we all joke about twenty four hours of the day. You know, we're all <laughs> you know we're best friends in a family, and so uh, we love being on the road. And I think that what enables us to be, you know, uh, constantly going out for the grind. Definitely, you have to look at it as being family, which you know we spend so much time together. I see these guys more often than I see my family. And um, we just have a good time, you know, and we try and make the most fun out of everything that we do, you know, living life is an adventure (laughs) and, uh, you know, we try to try to keep it interesting and fun and, you know, have a good time. So, so if if you guys had a contest and a fan of yours won like a week on the road with Love Betty, what would it be like? (laughs) They'd have to have thick skin. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
better no, be able to We actually to have a band word, debauchery, which is a combination of debauchery and debacle. Uh, <laughs> it, so that. it would be a debauchery. Yeah. It would definitely need to be uh, have a good sense of humor. We that's all we do. But they would have a great time. Yeah. There's no doubt. Alright, look, gotta take you take a break here, listen to something else. What are we gonna hear now? This is Are You Out There? Okay, this is Are You Out There by Love Betty. Where's my home again? 
you just heard Are You Out There by Love Betty. What a beautiful song. Where can people keep in touch with you and find out what's going on with Love Betty? Um, You can hang out with us and chat on uh, Facebook. You can buy our music on iTunes and watch our videos on YouTube. Excellent, excellent. All right, people, you know how to keep in touch with this band. Make sure you come out and see them. Now, the tour that you've been on and the tour that you're on now is going to be taking you uh, all over, and it's going to eventually end up at South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. So uh, for people who don't know what that's like, because surprisingly a lot of people don't know, what you know? It's because it's not your first time either playing there, right? It's, it's our second year. Second year. Second yeah. year. So what that's what's that like? What's that like? I mean, how, how was the experience for you? Well, I think the best way to describe it is last year on our last day there, and we were packing all our stuff up to leave. I said honestly, I could die right now and be satisfied. It was so fantastic because it's a city completely overtaken by music lovers. Mm -hmm. You know, so you'll be playing a show and like. Because there's so much music everywhere, people just keep going and going until they find music that they like, you know? And um, it's a really fantastic and probably the most fantastic experience and feeling that you can have when you're playing to no one that you've ever met before that's ever heard of you, and they all come in and start being like going crazy over what you're doing. And it's just like, you know, I just kind of feel like the heavens opened up and God's going, oh. You know, like it's amazing, and the weather's beautiful, and everyone's cool. It's, it's just fantastic. That would be in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah for right? sure. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like an oasis. I mean, um, Austin, Texas. I mean, five hundred thousand people migrate down to Texas uh, to Austin, and uh, there's usually at least two thousand plus bands there, and every. Thing on Fifth, Sixth Street, and kind of throughout the city of Austin becomes a venue. I mean, if it's a grocery store, it's a venue. If it's you That's know, cool. if it's outside on a rooftop, it's a venue. And you know, there's free food and free drinks everywhere. And uh, you know, it's just it's it's amazing music. I think it it taught us a lot about you know being a band uh, as far as you know uh, meeting the crowds of people that we've never met before. And like the way that they reacted to our music, kind of really confirmed, you know, what we've been working so hard on. Cool, cool. That's excellent. That's excellent. If you like music, take five days of your life, yeah. stop, and go down to Austin, Texas. Austin. Absolutely. You will find something that you love, and you will find something that you'll never forget. Yeah. If you're a musician, get yourself down there. I mean, that's just one of the coolest experiences you can have. I mean, last year we we crushed out seven showcases in three days and uh it was the craziest three days of our lives but it was totally worth it i mean it was Running amazing down the sixth street. yeah but the, the craziest part was like we were like let's keep going let's keep going you know like there was a an option of another show and like our manager was like you guys know you're not doing it we're like we'll do it we'll totally do it <laughs> yeah. He's like you played three shows today you need to go to bed you have two shows tomorrow we're like no we're cool let's do it <laughs> You know, so it was, it was fun. It was just like a really awesome experience. Now, now, is that still your manager or? <laughs> um, no, I actually. Oh, oh, there we go. Not because of that. No, no, no it was no, just, no. yeah. Smash it. All this tour, now, are there any, uh, any band rituals, superstitions, anything you guys do before you play? That Pre you can tell us. Pre-show shots. Yeah. Pre what, and what is the shot of choice? Uh, typically Washington apples or snake bites. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Okay. I'm usually the Toastmaster. <laughs> they usually make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I try to go for something that works, and it just falls apart. No relevance. Occasionally he comes up with something really epic. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's a shot, drink it. And it's usually <laughs> something like that. Well, you know, I noticed on your website uh, that you posted in your news that you guys took a meeting with Sony. 
Is there anything you can tell us about this? Anything happening that you can talk about? Um, well, it's like a not like an immediate thing, mm-hmm. the way the meeting went. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was a really cool experience. We got to go to Sony Music headquarters and, you know, be where everyone has been and whatever. Um, so basically, it's like they're keeping an eye on us right now, yeah. I guess, okay. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, watching our numbers. And so if you're listening to this, please tell all your friends, go on our Facebook, <laughs> like us, and uh, watch our YouTube videos a billion times. Come yeah. see us live. <laughs> yes, definitely. Talk to us. <laughs> Yes, definitely. So yeah, it was a cool experience. It really yeah, was. Just so. even to be like, you know, given that opportunity, you know, and even the label interest we have had, you know, uh, it's been kind of crazy for us to even be in that uh, that hot seat and it lets us know to just keep driving as hard as we are mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that it's on the forefront. So what's next for Love Betty? Um, we're hoping to go back into the studio very soon uh, after this tour is over. Um just writing more songs, making new records, keep on keeping on, yeah. touring like crazy people, and uh, playing lots of shows and meeting all kinds of awesome people all across the country. Yeah, we're very, uh, we're very motivated. We're very, you know, like we, we love doing what we do. So, uh, you know, we push as hard as we can. So, uh, we're gonna keep doing that, and we're gonna make it bigger and better. You know, with everything we got. Cool. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your tour to sit down and talk with us and uh, thank you for having have us. this interview. It was great. I can't wait to see you play tonight. And um, everybody out there, just check them out. This is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.